welcome to the Annie Monday Podcast. My name is Colin Hemphill. And I'm Kayla Hemphill. On our show, we roll the virtual dice each week and must watch a randomly selected anime title. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. Last week, we hit the random button on Crunchyroll, and the anime that we rolled is called Persona 4 The Golden Animation. This is actually the first one uh, we came across that we had some familiarity with. Mm-hmm. Best role yet. <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar with the Persona series, uh, this particular show is based on Persona 4, which is a JRPG that was released on the PlayStation 2 in 2008. It was kind of the tail end of the PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Persona series itself is a spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei games. And uh, starting with Persona 3, the games focused more on the social interactions between the characters. These usually centered around high school students who summon aspects of themselves called Personas to help them fight evil creatures called Shadows. Persona 4 is kind of the most famous of these games. There was a re-release of the game on the PlayStation Vita in 2012, and they called that Persona 4 Golden. So uh, that version added some features, and it made some quality of life improvements, and it also introduced uh, at least one new character and uh, added some story elements as well. So the anime that we watched is based on that Golden remake, uh, and this show came out in 2014. Would you uh, like to give us a synopsis? Sure thing. Yu Narukami leaves the city to live with his uncle in a rural town of Inaba and soon finds that the town has experienced a recent string of disappearances and murders. Along with his new high school friends, Yu investigates the mysterious Midnight Channel and gets sucked into a strange TV world. The students can summon aspects of their personality, called personas, in order to fight the evil shadows that inhabit this strange TV world. Between the investigations and demon fighting, these close friends try to make the most of life in a small town. Okay, confession time. <laughs> I did not finish Persona 4, the video game. After all that slack you gave me about <laughs> playing this game, you yes. didn't finish it? No. Uh, you I guys. <laughs> maybe like 60 hours into it. Ugh. And at that point, I was just like getting really slogged by sure, it. Sure, sure. Um, the story and the characters are extremely engaging. Um that's what kind of everyone goes to when they talk about this game, mm-hmm. uh, specifically Persona 4. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got pretty weighed down by the mechanics uh, themselves, like the dungeon crawling itself. There's a lot of grinding, yeah. right? Yeah, and you, when you tried to play it, got <laughs> worn down by the cutscenes, which happened very early on. Yeah, uh, the beginning of this game, you you have these little like like Colin was saying uh, cutscenes, but you're kind of involved with them. Like you can at least sort of move your character around, but you're very limited in what you can do. So it's basically like I can move from one side of the room to the other side of the room and trigger another cutscene. That's like the first two hours roughly, and uh, I was not well prepared for that, so it got really frustrating right at the beginning of that game. Yeah, so I eventually actually went back and played Persona 3, mm-hmm. um, and I actually enjoyed that more, um, not because the characters or the story were any better, but I think they had a little bit better tuning on some of the mechanics, and mm-hmm. it made it easier for me to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Persona 5 came along, and Best. while the story and the characters aren't like iconic in the way that Persona 4 was, mm-hmm. they really nailed it on the mechanics. Oh, yeah. So... We, ah. we, sorry, we flew through it. Uh, yeah. It came out 
like shortly after my birthday mm-hmm. and it took us over 120 mm-hmm. hours or so mm-hmm. to finish it, but we did it. Worth it. Yeah, I teased you about it when the game first came out because it had that same sort of like, ah, you're going to start off with a cutscene. And I was telling Colin like, haha, now you have to suffer through two hours of cutscenes. And you immediately got control of your character and I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. No. But it was good. I w- it made the game much more engaging and much more friendly yeah, to people coming into it. It's a really accessible game mm-hmm. for people who aren't familiar with JRPGs even. We are not sponsored by. <laughs> no. uh, so anyway, all this to say, I know all of the characters in P4 pretty well because mm-hmm. um, I got really far into the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, I actually went back and just kind of read through it to see what ended up happening because I wasn't sure. going to put another 60 <laughs> hours into it to finish the game. Sure. What I never got around to because I didn't own a Vita was playing the golden version, which mm-hmm. supposedly was the best way to play that game, mm-hmm. uh, especially being portable. Like, I can't even imagine how much time <laughs> I would have spent on that. Uh, so there was actually an anime based on the original game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the Golden series came out. And I've actually seen that anime all the way through. <laughs> uh, and uh, I had only seen a few episodes of the Golden anime before I realized, uh, oh, this is going to spoil a bunch of things or it's going to like be kind of partway through the story. And mm-hmm. I was in the middle of the game at that point. So Yeah. So uh, do we want to talk about story before we get to characters? Because there isn't one. yeah we can do that okay that's a weird thing to say considering all the background we just gave you yeah there's uh something a little strange about this particular anime series so we're gonna shift to talking just about the series as opposed to the game just because it it does something different than the game so we don't want to reflect on how the game is but um this series takes out all the major plot points in the game and it just gives you the exclusive cutscenes. Yeah, so really all the story is just kind of happening in the background mm-hmm. and you'll be in one episode and the original cast of characters is there and the next episode they've added three new ones and they don't say who they are or anything. No. This anime uses a bunch of the animations that kind of happen in the game like mm-hmm. there's a, a very iconic animation that happens when you move to a new day in the game. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that animation will happen in this show and yeah. it'll skip weeks and yeah. weeks at a time. Yeah, it was like a couple months it looked like at yeah. one point. And those, an individual day in the game can take you a really long time. Yeah, depending so on what you choose to do. You're skipping a ton of detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it really, it doesn't explain anything. It doesn't introduce the characters at all. So it's pretty apparent right away that you have to know all of this going in. Yeah, definitely. Um, and kind of in a, either by playing the this particular game that it's based off of or at least having some familiarity with Persona 4 or the Persona games in general because um, sometimes you'll see them like fighting a monster or something and you have no idea what's happening unless you have some sort of information about like what this game is about. 
So set apart from the game, I can't really say that I appreciated any of the story here. Um, it didn't even really add all that much to the original story. Mm -hmm. It just kind of centered more around the characters. The main focus, it seems, is on Marie. Yeah, who uh, you had mentioned before is the new character that they created for this particular game that was on the Vita. Um, so she wasn't on the original PS2 game. She was on the the Vita exclusively. Yeah. Uh, Marie is part of the Velvet Room. Mm -hmm. And the Velvet Room is uh, kind of the mysterious group of, of people who are responsible for, I guess, like selecting students, young people. Mm -hmm. they, they find them and they introduce them to this whole alternate universe where mm -hmm. all of these personas and shadows are, are happening. Mm -hmm. And they um, kind of push the student into a position where they are able to unlock their persona mm -hmm. and fight with them. And this is something that is throughout three, four, and five. Right. Um, like you said, one and two are totally different games. They are. I think the Velvet Room is still involved in those. Oh. The, the difference is the none of the social stuff happens in those games. Gotcha. So that's kind of why people latched on to three and four. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Marie is, I guess, a trainee of some sort in the Velvet Room. Yeah. Um, again, don't really have any background on her. She no. just kind of shows up. Yeah. Uh, the only thing we know about her is that she's lost her memories. Yep. Uh, a lot of the show seems to be focused on her trying to figure out how she ended up there, what mm -hmm. they're trying to accomplish with her, and uh, what her role is on this team. So when I was reading about this particular series, um, just because, like we've been saying, it kind of just throws you in there and assumes that you know the lore and you know the games. Um, one of the things that it was saying was that this particular series focuses on the social bond, the social interaction between the main character, you, and Marie. So it doesn't focus on the other social interactions that you would normally get to um, play around with in the game. Yeah, and, and that's kind of weird to me coming from someone who's only played the original game. Man, that was already a long game, and there were already <laughs> a lot of characters. Yeah, so why um, would you add yet another yeah. one? <laughs> it, it kind of is hard for me to wrap my head around the idea that there needed to be another one. Sure. And that I needed to be exposed to this relationship and, mm -hmm. and explore that, because mm -hmm. the whole point of the game was exploring those relationships with the people you did know. Mm -hmm. Marie is kind of fun, though. Um She's real into poetry, and she writes pretty bad poetry from what we can tell. Yeah. And uh, she's real protective of it. Mm -hmm. So um, you often in this anime come across her, her poems, and she gets really flustered. But that's about all we know about her. Yeah, and she has no memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She. Uh, the only other thing is apparently she has really good fashion sense. Um, that's something that happens in at least two of the four episodes that we watched. People were commenting on how well she picked out other people's outfits. Yeah. <laughs> which seemed like a weird thing. I guess you did lots of shopping in Golden. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, do we want to kind of just touch on the rest of the characters? Um, obviously, they're not terribly well explored here, but sure. from what little we know. Yeah, I think something uh, that we've kind of alluded to is that, especially in the games, this is an ensemble cast. Um, every character that you encounter is important and could impact the way that you finish the game. So it makes sense that in the anime series, too, that it would be centered on the characters. And in this particular one, it just puts a lot of emphasis on the main character, you, 
and Marie's relationship. Yeah, there's there's some interesting choices with you. Um, mm-hmm. In the Persona games, you you select the name of your your character. You can name them yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also make all the dialogue choices for the character. So you're kind of embodying the character in the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you make the choices for them. Mm-hmm. So when they converted this series to anime, uh, something that I noticed about the original anime is that they made the protagonist really kind of a silent character. He doesn't say much. Um, he doesn't really have a whole lot of input in the conversations. He's mm-hmm. just kind of there. Yeah, I think they wanted to not like take away from that experience of choosing for that character um, by making certain character choices for him, for the anime. Yeah, but I actually had a big problem with that in the original anime mm-hmm. because that's not how I envisioned the character. Sure. Um, in these games, you're an incredibly popular person. Yeah, you, the whole point is to be social. Everyone comes to like you a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and you're you're speaking a lot in the games. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's not being voiced by the game. It's, yeah. it's being voiced by text that you choose. Absolutely. So I think it's weird to make him a silent protagonist <laughs> Um, he should be a pretty social person in general. Yeah. And, you know, he can still be reserved. Sure. But I thought that's a weird character choice. And yeah. it seems that in Golden, they they kind of amped him up a little bit. He mm-hmm. talks a little bit more than he did in the original show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from the uh, bit of Persona 5, the anime that we've seen, mm-hmm. he talks a whole lot in there. Yeah, they just they decided to do away with that idea and they just went for it. Yeah, which I think worked out in that show too. Definitely. Yeah, so uh, one of the interesting things I um, saw with you is that uh, he's extremely friendly. Um, so you were saying like in the main series anime, um, he's very reserved, very, very quiet. And in this one, at least... Like you were saying, he's kind of amped up. He, When we first meet him, he greets everybody with a handshake, um, which to us Americans might not seem weird, but that is so weird in Japanese culture. They don't greet each other that way. And it's something that I didn't think about when I was watching the series because um, everybody kind of looks at him as like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll shake your hand. And I was trying to figure out like, oh, why did people have that reaction? And it's because they only do that with foreigners. Um, that's something that, you know, especially us people that live in the Western Hemisphere, um, we tend to shake hands. Where over there, they tend to greet each other with bows. And so um, he's already this, like, kind of out of place, overly enthusiastic individual um, that, that we get to see. So I thought that was interesting that they did that in the series, too. You had mentioned in the synopsis that um, he moves in with his uncle, mm-hmm. who is a police officer in the small town, mm-hmm. uh, and that uncle's daughter, his cousin, yeah. uh, Nanako. Um, they're hardly featured in this this anime at all. Uh, they show up a few times, and that's about it. Which is a shame, because for the first two hours of the game, that's it. they're pretty much all you encounter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the the majority of the, the time is spent around uh, kind of his friend group from school. Mm-hmm. There's Yosuke, mm-hmm. not to be confused with Yusuke from Persona 5. <laughs> that gets me every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Chie, Yuki, Kanji, uh, Risei, and then Marie, who we talked about a little bit already. Mm-hmm. A- anything stand out to you there aside from what we knew from past series? 
No, I I guess the one thing that's kind of frustrating is that I know these characters are really robust, and we don't get to experience them much in this series. Um, we don't get to experience like uh, what the things that they're struggling with. Um, that's part of the game is we get to like encounter those insecurities that they have and watch them overcome them. We don't we don't see any of that in no. the series, and we don't really get much of their personalities other than. Um, I guess kind of his best friend, uh, Yosuke. Um, he's kind of your typical, like, girl-crazy uh, character. Yeah. Uh, even in the series. Slacker. Yeah. <laughs> even in the series, you see him, like, be like, ooh, is that girl single? Are you dating her? Like, oh, I'm going to pick out this swimsuit for <laughs> this girl, that for Marie, yeah. that didn't have a swimsuit. Um, but we don't get to see kind of, like, the round version of their characters they these are they're very flat and they're if you didn't know any better you would just think they're just boring plain students that hang out with this dude yeah i would agree with that um there was one other character and that is uh the one inhabitant of the tv world uh in the english versions he's known as teddy Mm -hmm. and in the japanese kuma Mm -hmm. um and you kind of had something spoiled for you because of this show (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, I don't think we'll go into that here, but no. if you've played the games, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so that <laughs> it was character. such a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I was very confused and I was like, wait, what? 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 And I look over at Colin and I'm like really upset and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that character is a bear, a, yeah. a talking bear yeah. who shows up in the TV world yeah. and kind of shows them what the shadows are and yeah. and then he comes to the real world and things happen. Yeah, and he's always their like ally through the whole thing. Um and he's just kind of silly and playful and I mean, if you think like a teddy bear what a personality of a teddy bear would be, that's that's what this. A very very timid one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you think of the uh animation style? Yeah, um this one, it was actually pretty prominent in the opening animation that this was done by A1 Pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is the same company that did uh, Asterix War mm-hmm. that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think Crunchyroll is giving us, like, catalogs <laughs> or something. Yeah, it feels like it's kind of grouping them together, which is <laughs> weird. Or, or maybe there's just a bunch made by this company. But. That's fair. So I think they actually did a pretty good job with the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some issues with the the art direction in Persona 4. Okay. Um, it was a PS2 game, so obviously it doesn't look great. <laughs> if you go back to it now, it's kind of blocky and kind of mm-hmm. um, weird colors. Mm-hmm. And when they did the original anime for that series, they kind of just took the same direction. Yeah. So characters still have weird features that <laughs> I don't think should be there. Mm-hmm. Um like, we've noted that they all have some weird neck thing. Yeah. Uh, this was true in Persona 3 and 4. They all have turtlenecks or, mm-hmm. like, big tall collars mm-hmm. or scarves or something. Headphones. Headphones that yeah. go around their necks. Yeah. Uh, and it almost seems like they had a real tough time drawing people's necks, so they just covered them up with things. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like, a proportional thing or what, but... Uh, and something else that I 
complained about a few times is um, they all have a weird kind of jaundiced look. Like they they're have, all kind of yellowy. Yeah, they have yellow orange features, uh, especially around their face. There's real blotchy kind of looking things. Mm-hmm. Um, this anime cleaned up all of that. So the characters are very clean cut. They're obviously still the characters that we know and love, but without some of those weird artifacts that I think kind of came up as a result of it being a PS2 game. They still have all the neckwear. They do, but (laughs) there are actually quite a few scenes where they're wearing different clothing. Yeah. Which you don't see in the games. They're always wearing the same thing. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I think think they did a pretty good job with the animation. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely, um, like you were saying, for, for a game that comes out of the PS2 era and... Um, animation that I've seen of trying to like reboot or reanimate some PS2 things. Uh, this is probably one of the higher tier of of that. Um, it if you didn't know this came from a PS2 game, you would just think that this is a regular like clean looking anime. Something that the Persona games are extremely well known for is just how stylish they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the the menus. Just oh, yeah. just even down to the menus and the, the box art and how uh, Persona 4 is, is kind of a yellow mm-hmm. um, theme. Persona 3 was blue. Persona 5 is red. Mm-hmm. And they really lean into uh, just crazy looking, really interesting UI and mm-hmm. effects. Um, and the animes kind of lean into that as well. Um, all of the transitions mm-hmm. and the opening and outro animations and all of the in-between kind of stuff really reflects that yellow style with all the stripes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also, uh, when you mentioned stylish, I was also thinking, like, the character designs as well. Um, they're all, like, normal-looking people. Um, like, it looks like this is, like, how probably teens look and dress. Um, so they're in, like, normal um, clothing. Um, so they have, like, their uniforms that they wear, but they also wear, like, jackets and... Um, they don't all, like, bust out a yukata just randomly. Yeah. Um, they wear, like, what you would think probably normal people would wear. And they're they're also, like, stylish looking. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really well translated. And they're unique, too. Um, Chie's got, she's kind of the athletic one of the group. Mm-hmm. And she wears, like, a jumpsuit and shorts. And mm-hmm. uh, Kanji is kind of the big buff guy and he wears like uh biker clothing and and has tattoos and stuff and mm-hmm. um yeah they they have really interesting styles for every character that they've made choices for yeah and all the characters are able to look unique and distinguishable without having to be over the top um so you don't see any like super crazy wild hairstyles or anything like that um yeah, there's there's not really any like pink hair in this, no, or anything like that. Mm-mm. Do you uh, have any thoughts on the music for the show? I love the music in the Persona games, and I love that they translated it over to this anime series. Um, if you if you know anything about the Persona games, um, at least from my experience, they all kind of have this really cool like disco feel to them. The music is phenomenal. Um, it it's just very different than a lot of video games. They put a lot of emphasis into having these really great uh, soundtracks for the game, um, and this game in or this anime in particular carried that over. So we got this really cool disco feel 
um, to a lot of the music that was in the anime. Oh, yeah. Overall, I was actually a little bit disappointed in the show's treatment of some of that music. Sure. Uh, just because it, it's so iconic and, and you hear you hear those songs for hours on end. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and somehow, even though you hear the same battle song mm-hmm. for 140 hours, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't grate on you. No. Um, and they do a really good job in the games of, of making things that are interesting without wearing you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a big variation of music throughout the games, too, to keep it interesting. Yeah. They carried over some of the songs, and then there were also some that I weren't, wasn't familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if those were exclusives for the Golden Game or sure. if they were created for this this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like those quite as much. Um and the ones that they did carry over, I think they didn't quite use them to the effect that they could have. Sure. Um, there were a lot of scenes that were totally silent that could have been elevated with music. Mm-hmm. And there were scenes where they pulled in music that didn't exactly fit the way I think it could have. Sure. I guess for me, uh, I'm thinking like comparison to a lot of the animes we've watched recently. Oh, for sure. And uh, this was very refreshing comparatively. I wonder if in part... Um, their music choice for this anime is kind of hindered by the fact that they excluded so much from the series. Like if they had included some of, um, you know, major plot points, they could have brought in that music appropriately. Sure. Yeah. In fact, the the one really well-known song that's used as the main battle theme, Mm -hmm. uh, they played during a quiz show. Yeah. (laughs) Where they were all like answering <laughs> trivia questions. Yeah. And it was it was a little like, all right, I appreciate that you brought that song in, mm-hmm. but I don't know about this. Yeah. But I would have rather have seen like big battles. A fight. Yeah. yeah. A fight would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was basically one fight at the very beginning mm-hmm. and it was as over the top and huge as it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And then they never fought again. Yeah. Which... uh apparently is a reference to the new game plus so it's not even necessarily to the main game itself you have to like finish the game and start a new game in order to get all that stuff yeah did you have any uh, general thoughts or likes and dislikes that you want to talk about sort of the same thing that we've been talking about is that i really don't like that this series is a spinoff of persona 4 um it would be fine if it was a spinoff if they didn't treat it like it needs to be supplemented with watching Persona 4. It, it's not friendly to people that don't know this series. Um, so while you and I could maybe enjoy it and be like, oh, hey, look at that thing from that time. Um, anybody that hasn't played the game or has no like no understanding of how the Persona series works is not going to enjoy this. And that feels like a bummer to me because then it's then you have to really be intentional about what series you introduce people to. Um, and even if somebody had watched Persona 4, I don't think that they would understand this series. They'd have to go play the game. And it felt like, man, it's the same thing we talked about with some of the um, the mecha shows that now I can't remember that had all the, the different lore to it is you have to know all this lore in order to be involved in the show. And that feels kind of like a bummer if you want to introduce somebody who's not going to sit and play 120 hours of a game. Yeah, something that I, I was thinking about the Persona games is that 
there are two distinct aspects to the games in the kinds of things that you're doing in them. Mm -hmm. During the day, you're a normal high school student. You hang out with your friends. You talk. You get to know each other better. You go do fun things and you eat food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then at night, you go to these dungeons where mm -hmm. you fight monsters. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like that part of things is what underpins the whole game because yeah. that part is what is, is helping the characters figure out who they are, mm -hmm. figure out what they want to do with their lives and, and help them find meaning in what they're doing. It also like is the reason why they're all bound together as friends. Right. This is where they find like common ground and then are able to build their relationships off that. Yeah, and, and it goes both ways. When you're interacting with your friends, uh, it helps them become better fighters. Mm -hmm. um, it helps them grow closer together so that they can defeat this thing better. Yeah. Uh, and it works the other way as well. Uh, and the fact that this particular version of the anime skips all of that part mm -hmm. is kind of disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and it's not how the original anime worked at all. That one kind of just told the game, it told the story of the game straight through. Mm -hmm. uh, the the dungeon parts, the social parts, it mm -hmm. kind of integrated everything together. Mm -hmm. And I realize that that can be a problem because you're taking 120 hours <laughs> worth of, of content that mm -hmm. you've played through and you have very closely gotten to know these characters yeah. uh, through your own interactions. Mm -hmm. And you're condensing that into... 12, 24 episodes, yeah. whatever it takes, uh, and you're making the choices for the player. Right. And that can be a challenge. It can be bad. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the option that this show took instead of just supplementing with some extra content uh, didn't really do it any favors. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, it you are, You can feel it. It's very jarring from episode to episode that you are missing a big chunk of the story and you don't know why. Um, and so it, it makes it not really enjoyable. It more feels like this should have been um, like add-on content to the game, like something like you buy the game and then you get this content as like something you can watch and like enjoy of like, oh, look how pretty we animated this thing, you know, and it's your reward for buying this game and spending a hundred plus hours playing it. Um, not really something that, to sit down and enjoy outside of the game. Yeah, I, you said something along the same lines of it It kind of feels aimless, mm -hmm. like it doesn't know where it's trying to go or what it's doing because mm -hmm. it's just all these individual components kind of slapped on top of each other. Yeah. Um, so to me, that kind of feels pointless. Yeah, even when we were describing the plot, it's the plot is really of the game. Uh, when I was talking with Colin about what to write for the plot of this, it was really hard because the series itself doesn't really seem to have one other than maybe loosely following Marie's story and figuring out why she uh, is missing her memories. Um, but the series itself just kind of jumps from, you know, one maybe story arc inside of the game to another without any resolution, without any... Um, build up or anything, it just sort of throws it at you and then takes it away. Overall, I would say that it relies so heavily on your familiarity with the games and everything that it kind of ostracizes everyone else, mm -hmm. which you said um, as well, 
Um, but something else I was thinking about along those lines is that if you haven't played this game recently, <laughs> you're not going to remember all of that stuff and, and how mm-hmm. all of these parts even came together. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it would probably be better if you got it like bundled with the game yeah. as you were playing it is then you could be like, ah, we couldn't create this anime for the you know PS2 with the graphics that were available, but... Look at this beautiful thing that you could watch in a different different setting. Yeah, uh, there were certainly parts of the show that I thought were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I, I already loved the characters going into this. Yeah. But it doesn't evoke the same kind of feelings that I want to get out of a Persona thing. Yeah. So, would you watch more of this? Actually, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so surprising. Yeah, I'm going to go with a hard no on this one. Okay. Um, for a few reasons, uh, we've already talked about this. If you haven't played the game and you don't intend to, this show is not for you. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. It won't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a lesser appreciation for a really great franchise mm-hmm. if you just kind of throw yourself into this particular format. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, if you have played the games, um, it might be okay for like a little brain candy, mm-hmm. just based on the characters that you like and you want to see some hijinks that they get into. Sure. Uh, but even then, I, I wouldn't really recommend it. I don't I don't think it adds anything to those characters. Sure. It didn't make me feel better about them. It didn't make me uh, understand them any better. Mm-hmm. Really, it kind of just felt like, what if Persona, but only the Hot Springs episodes, <laughs> which is not what I want out of Persona. Sure. So I, I would urge you to go watch the original animation if you don't want to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that that's the best. It's not like the best anime series, but yeah. it'll at least give you the story and some of the characters. Mm-hmm. And then go play Persona 5 because it's great <laughs> and it's easy to play and watch and sure. understand. Yeah. Uh, so... It kind of just feels like a waste of time to me and mm-hmm. was so spread out and sporadic that mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there's much to get out of it, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a similar but slightly different answer. Um, mine would be maybe. Uh, it would be contingent upon me playing this game, um, which, as Colin mentioned before, we don't have a Vita. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so a lot of investment would have to go into this, but... I felt like if I played this game, then yes, I would want to watch this series because it would give me more information about the character that's in the Vita game exclusively, which is Marie. Um, And I wouldn't have any other place to get a whole lot of information about her and experience her other than these two, you know, the game on the Vita and then um, this series because she's not in Persona 4. And I'm going to mirror exactly what Colin said about if you haven't watched, if you haven't played the game, if you haven't, like, experienced Persona 4, this is not the series to go into to experience Persona. Um, And that would be, that would make me really sad if this is, like, your first encounter with Persona as a series. Yeah. So don't do it. Um, Go watch Persona 4. um, Go play the games. They are a lot of fun. Um, I've really enjoyed playing the games as something you introduced to me. It's exactly my style of video game. Um, so I have, as much as I complain about the cutscenes, I've really enjoyed the games. Um, so yeah, go play the games. Watch, if you'd like, Persona 4, the the main series anime, 
or Persona 5. That one's good, too. Um, but don't start with this one. Don't do it. <laughs> the real dream here is uh, that they remake Persona 4 using the modern like mechanics of Persona 5. Mm, mm-hmm. That would be great. They can probably just not make a Persona 6 and they'd make everyone happy with doing that. Can we throw in Persona 3 too and give that one an update as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess it's cool. Yeah. There's that dog. Yeah. It'd be good. All right. Well, I think this just about wraps us up. Uh, if you want to learn more about our show, you can visit our website at anamonday.moe. That's anamonday.moe. You can send us questions or comments to podcast at anamonday.moe. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Our username is AnnaMondayCast, and you can find links for that on our website. Thanks so much to Crunchyroll for the nearly infinite repository of anime that you've provided, and for the random button which produces those wonderful and wonderfully terrible results. You can follow along with us each week. We'll have a link to our current title on our website and social media. Thanks also to C2A for providing the intro and outro music of our program. You can find his music on Bandcamp and other major streaming services, uh, especially if you look for the Senpai EPs, which uh, we use for both the intro and outro. Uh, You'll also find links in the show notes and on our website. Are you ready to roll? No. (laughs) Well, that's the end of the show. (laughs) Okay, we're (laughs) done. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 12 episodes in. (laughs) No, but really, I am ready. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Random button in three, two, one. All right. Our anime for the week is Line Barrels of Iron. And the first episode is called Boy in Iron. All right. Something about fighting. This looks like another mech show. Does it? Yeah. Oh, fun. <laughs> well, I mean, that makes sense. There's a lot of mecha anime. Ah, uh, We got <laughs> a little break. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Thanks so much. Bye.